The following presentation is brought to you by the Realm Network, The Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Be one of those shows today from our nation's capital. It is Tuesday, December 4, 2018, and this is the Bob Seska Show presented by BubbleGenius.com. My name is Bob. Hello, Bob. Oh, hi, there you are. Uh, coming up on today's show, the great Buzz Burbank, whose radio name is Scott Free. He's here today. We're expecting the sentencing memo for Mike Flynn to drop any minute now. That's why we're, we're running late today, and that's why, because I thought we'd stall and delay, and maybe it would come down right before we started the show, but no dice. It'll come down like seconds after we're done, right? Making the show's shelf life like two seconds. Uh, Trump committed multiple felonies yesterday. Again, we'll dig into that in a second. And uh, Trump introduced his superhero alter ego to the world today. Say hello to Tariff Man! Tariff Man. Oh, God, it only gets worse, doesn't it? Um, by the way, you know, speaking of things that suck, things that, that just keep getting worse, you know, when I had a regular pillow, I'd always wake up in the middle of the night just with a sweaty pillow. Have you ever done that? You just, I, I don't know why it happens. I don't know why I keep sweating in the middle of the night, but I think it was the pillow. I'm pretty sure it was the pillow. I mean, I've actually had to uh, to uh, toss my entire pillow and the uh, pillowcase into the dryer, which is so gross, I know. But uh, now I wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow because I sleep on a hollow pillow. The hollow pillow stays cool while giving my head, neck, and shoulders perfect support all night long, night after night. A lot of us have spent good money on good mattresses, but still haven't found the right pillow. Fiber fills are hot and humid, collapse under your weight. They don't give you the full night's support you need for good posture and good sleep, and you have to keep replacing them. And a memory foam pillow gives support, but maybe not quite the right shape for you. It doesn't breathe, so it gets hot, and it gives off chemical gases. That's fun. Hollow pillows are, are filled with natural buckwheat hulls that are eco-friendly. They don't give off gases, and they don't collapse. I'm so happy with mine. I'm proud to give it my personal endorsement. I'm proud that a percentage of the profits are donated to the Nature Conservancy. Hello pillows are available in three different sizes, small, standard, and king. And right now, depending on the size, you can save up to 20 bucks on each additional pillow with fast, free shipping. But you can only get that deal by going to hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Get it now. Hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. Say hello, hello, to a healthy, restful night's sleep and wake up as cool as the other side of the pillow with Hollow Pillow. That's hollowpillow.com slash B-O-B-C. And now let the cartoons begin. Broadcasting from Resistance Headquarters, relentlessly fighting back against the clown dictator and his regime of deplorables. Never give up, never surrender. This is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Who the heck are you? Okay, what are you talking you about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. Uh, why, of course I am. <laughs> well, if you're Santa, what song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Uh, happy birthday, of course. <laughs> uh, so, uh, how old are you, son? Oh, You're a big boy. What's your name? Paul. And uh, what can I Paul, get you for Christmas? Don't tell him what you want. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. <laughs> 
disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? Huh? No, he's kidding. You stink. I think you're gonna have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. Bob Seska! This is a full-blown, four-alarm holiday emergency here. The Bob Seska Show! Okay, so we're going to dig into the show now, and uh, five seconds after we're done, it's going to be completely irrelevant, everything we talk about. So if you're listening in, you just have to pretend that the Mike Flynn news came down and that we talked about it. Just, Just imagine that we did it, because it's not here yet. The Mike Flynn sensing memo isn't here. Uh, We'll get into that in a second. The Trump crisis day, 684, 700 days until the 2020 presidential election. And oh, right over there, it's TV's Buzz Burbank. Hi, Buzz. It smells like beef and cheese in here. Buenos dias. (laughs) Again. Hi, Bob. You know, if there's one thing I've learned about, uh, if there's one thing I think any of us, all of us have learned from Christmas songs, it is it don't just jingle part of the way. got to jiggle all the way. Go all yeah, in. That's right. This is one thing we've learned from... The, oh, and by the way, today's show is brought to you by Presidential Depends. Uh, new from the people who make the world's most secure adult undergarments, Presidential Depends hold up to even the toughest investigations. You'll never have to say, pardon me again, uh, when you've got a buttload of trouble, uh, slip right. on a pair of Presidential Depends. <laughs> Okay, sounds great. Well, had to get that business out of the way first. Yeah, make sure to put in your promo code BOBC when purchasing your presidential if, depends. Thank you. If if Mueller were any closer, he'd have to buy him a ring at this point, I think. <laughs> I know. It, but you know, I, and, and seriously, I want to say I am I am truly and, and seriously humbled and honored to be able to spend this moment in history with you and I'm I'm very serious about this oh, thank now. You. Uh because this is a very very crucial and important time. I'm stating the obvious there mm-hmm. uh but it it's it's nice to to be in this circumstance with you yeah. observing this watching this monitoring this uh, fighting our way through this as we go and i just i just want to say i'm i'm honored and and really humbled to be here and so thank you for that it's kind of amazing though when you think about it i mean we've been uh, either on a podcast or on the actual radio on mm-hmm. many occasions that were actually historic we were on the radio together when barack obama was elected for the first time well, in 2008 that's true, that's true. We, we were on the radio together in 2012 when Barack Obama was reelected on that election <laughs> night and in fact sure. I was I was the one who announced on the air that he had been reelected that, that they had called the uh, election for him and Absolutely. uh and God only knows the weirdness that we both experienced on the radio when G Gordon Liddy was just across the glass <laughs> from us yeah okay all right so maybe maybe but those were just those were really brief and this is yes. this is a chance to sort of walk through this together if I not to make it too romantic <laughs> But but this is an exciting time, and it's just nice to have yeah. somebody you can talk with about that. And so again, thank you. We've got our hands in each other's back pockets. That's what that's how we're walking along together, just like that, just like they did in the eighties with their Jordash jeans. Um, okay, so uh, Donald Trump is apparently tariff man. We're just going to get this out of the way right away because he announced yeah. this today. He didn't didn't mean to make himself sound like the world's worst superhero, but he tweeted this morning going off about uh, talking about China, and he said, "I am terror." 
enough man. When people or countries come in to raid the great wealth of our nation, I want them to pay for the privilege of doing so. We are right now taking in billions of dollars in tariffs. Make America rich again. Uh-huh. Um, he doesn't realize that, of course, American consumers play, pay the tariffs, not, not I, China I th- at all. And, and I think he may uh, hear about today's news, which as we were uh, beginning this program today, yeah. uh, by this point, the Dow had fallen more than 800 points uh, <laughs> on uncertainty because he uh, had said earlier that, uh, you know, okay, it's, there's this truce with China, uh, the, the, the tariffs are off that were supposed to go into effect mm-hmm. the first of the year, the 25% tariffs. Yep. And then he came back and he said, uh, you know, and I may I may extend. I may extend the this truce. And then he came back later and said, uh, or <laughs> he said, or I, you know, I, I may Jesus. just continue it. I may just resume uh, the, the tariff plans that I had before. Yeah. And this uncertainty, it, it was it combined with uh, some concerns about the nation's economic growth <laughs> under this uh, businessman president. Uh, those two factors it caused the stock market to uh, tank again, mm-hmm. wiping out any gains for the year and, and possibly then some at this point. And, and this with the president who bragged so much about the stock market. Uh, this is the damage he's done. So Tariff Man would be funny if it weren't for all the money that all those people lost in their 401ks today. Yes, of course, of course. And that's the ultimate takeaway of all of this is that, first of all, he doesn't understand where he is or what he's doing. He Any of this, any of the, this, the news stories that we've been hearing for the last two years, it, it mm. all comes from a place in which Donald Trump still believes that this is like uh, greasing the local zoning board for some property that he's working on. He thinks that this is all about some sort of pissant little deal and but he doesn't realize that everything he's doing have global ramifications ramifications for the american people obviously there are farmers who are struggling and there are piles and stockpiles of soybeans just rotting away and and barns and silos all across the country and he doesn't understand any of this, despite as, uh, his yeah, super, as, his tariff as, man superpowers, right? As, as I thought we said last week, he knows nothing about anything. <laughs> that's uh, right. and, and, and that's and even his, you know, just looking at all the the Trump Russia stuff this week, his pardon power. You know, there's a, there's a certain uh, concern that he's going to use his pardon powers for Roger Stone and Paul Manafort. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I what he doesn't realize is the they, these guys can still be the targets of state investigations. Yep. And uh, Southern District of New York, and and uh, I, you know, something that hadn't even occurred to me is if uh, Manafort is charged with something and gets pardoned for it, uh, Mueller still has other charges he could file against Manafort. Absolutely, this could go. This could go on for a while. Two can play this game, and I can't think of anybody better prepared, more likely uh, prepared for this than Robert Mueller. Yeah, lots of stupid Watergate things to get to here in just a second. I mean, <laughs> yeah. oh my God, just the array of things that we have to look forward to over the next few weeks, and it's going to get mm. crazy, crazy, crazy. This week alone. Yeah, yeah. I mean, just the very fact, I mean, even, even if we didn't know that Mueller was going to be dropping these uh, sentencing memos, they're going to be today for, uh, for, for Mike Flynn, and then right. Friday for both Cohen and Manafort. Even if none of that was going on, even if Mueller wasn't in the process of wrapping up his investigation, the next three weeks would just be crazy anyway because Donald Trump Mm -hmm. realizes the Democrats are getting sworn in at the beginning of January and then it's going to be all hell for Donald Trump where finally he's going to be uh, held accountable for all of this crap and hopefully to the point of 
impeachment because we are far beyond any sort of yeah. doubt as to whether or not, oh, gee, do we impeach this guy? Yes, absolutely we impeach this guy. Isn't it funny? Isn't it funny the timing? The, the GOP uh, yeah. Congressional Campaign Committee mm-hmm. uh, says it was hacked uh, and that it has known this since April, but has yeah. waited until uh, not quite a month after mm-hmm. the midterm election to uh, make public note of that. And isn't it interesting that this alleged hack, uh, they, they say that uh, it, it's been untraceable. We can't, yeah. we can't whoever did it is so good, <laughs> they left no footprints. It's just ridiculous. And, and so, you know, I mean, isn't it interesting the timing of this? And speaking mm-hmm. of bizarre timing that could not have been predicted, uh, the, the death of George H.W. Bush. Oh, yeah. Uh, you know, Mueller carefully, as he should, as uh, Justice Department rules, dictate uh, laid low and remained quiet for 60 days prior to the election mm-hmm. and and a bit after that uh made room for thanksgiving he waited till after thanksgiving and then and then he started uh, you know making things public uh, the, the quiet all this time robert Mueller started revealing things to us yep and 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 i thought with the death of george herbert walker bush that Mueller would well he'll back off again well there's mm-hmm. certain some of these things that are occurring this week on the same week that the nation is uh, mourning the passing of Bush, which is a topic in itself. Yeah. As as the nation is is focused on that, uh, these uh, these releases, these sentencing guidelines were already scheduled. In fact, it's interesting. The uh, is it the uh, Flint? Yeah, the Flynn sentencing. Flynn has been postponed four times <laughs> prior to this because which would indicate to me at least that uh, Mueller continued to find him valuable and wasn't yeah. ready to make a determination a recommendation on his sentence yet now he's ready well uh, this comes at a time where we're also hearing Mueller's wrapping up the final details of the investigation mm-hmm. he's told all the all the defense lawyers for all the various players and possible players in this <laughs> uh, hey you guys I'm just about done here I'm wrapping up a ends just know that yeah so he's yeah. he's, he's starting muller's starting to talk and we're starting to hear what he has to say and so in spite of this week of mourning for bush uh the muller news continues to come and uh, it's also interesting i think that trump is uh has been i heard uh, a reporter for uh, cbs um uh, I'm trying, I can't think of his name right now. One of the White House correspondents for CBS News, uh, Major Garrett, was reporting yeah, yeah. that Trump has been nothing but gracious during uh, about the, the passing of George H.W. Bush. Trump is going to be all about this funeral this week, uh, <laughs> in addition to tweeting about the investigation. Yeah. Uh, as, as Mueller reveals really the the heart and soul of the russia investigation yeah you know it's funny because tariff man as i'm calling trump now um repeated this twice that he's looking forward to the george Mm -hmm. hw bush funeral events i mean who well first of all who who looks forward to a funeral second of all he was yeah yeah i was just to clarify he said he was looking forward to meeting with the family uh which uh, they did or were doing today (laughs) yeah but i mean as part i mean no one looks for i'm gonna look forward to consoling the the bereaved you know what i mean i'm looking forward to hanging out at the funeral and saying oh don't worry don't worry that way exactly right right like donald trump in any way is going to comfort the bush family in this time and and to the point where no he'll he'll muffle he'll 
he'll muddle that as he does everything else. But <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. you know, he's making this this effort suddenly for the first time uh, to show any kind of respect uh, mm-hmm. to the passing. Uh, where was he in, in, when John McCain passed? <laughs> uh, but but he's there for George H. W. Bush, and uh, you know, uh, it, I, he's trying to look like an angel. He's he's placed a halo over his head, <laughs> hoping we will think he's a good guy. Yeah, and uh, that's a good thing for him to be doing this week. What with all the things that Mueller is revealing, I'm telling you, Mueller is that close. It's time to buy a ring. Yeah. Well, Donald, Donald Trump's finally trying to be best. Be best. And he's uh, failing <laughs> at it. I mean, this is just a day late and a dollar short. He just has right. no comprehension whatsoever what it means to be a presidential, to how to handle these events. I mean, for God's sake, twice looking forward to being with the Bush family to pay my respects to George, President George H.W. Bush. Then later, I think it was actually today in which he said, looking forward to being with the wonderful Bush family at Blair House today. The former first lady will be coming over to the White House this morning to be given a tour of the Christmas decorations by Melania. I'm sure she's going to be thrilled as she's grieving her uh, her yeah, father-in-law's what death. What will she be thinking about when she's looking at the red Christmas trees of death? Not the giant used tampons they've got lined up in the oh East Wing. God. That's fun. Fun. Hey, hey, hope you have a happy holidays, Laura Bush. <laughs> Here are these great looking trees. And oh, by the way, sorry about your father-in-law. Just horrible. And you know what? You know, Buzz, that he's well, that, that yeah. Donald Trump is so preoccupied with what's going on with Michael Cohen mm-hmm. and Robert mm-hmm. Mueller and Paul Manafort and Mike Flynn that he spent the entire G20 doing his Mr. Magoo impression just every five seconds, wandering away during an important photo op or an event, just going full Magoo. Just, I don't know where I'm, where am I going? Why am I here? What am I? You done it again. Wanders right away, right? To the point where, I mean, the best clip is the first one where the translator has to run all the way across. It was like the greatest film director in the world couldn't have framed that scene better. Where we've got the entire wide shot of the stage with just the one guy, the one dignitary standing in the middle. And then Trump comes out, shakes the guy's hand, wanders away. And then the poor translator's got to dash across the entire length of the stage to get shitty grandpa to turn around and come back with a photo op just well, you know we know he knows nothing about government nothing about protocol nothing about <laughs> no. etiquette uh he's he's a, a social misfit yeah and yeah. Uh, the reason he wanders around uh, partly being a social misfit and partly because <laughs> donald trump has no friends That's uh right. he has no one to walk to and uh, not that i necessarily believe he'd be inclined to do so anyway uh, the important thing here i mean these things are fun yeah you know uh but but uh, the there's really important stuff going on here. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. and what is important is, uh, as, as you were mentioning, uh, Trump's reaction to uh, what's happening around him. Yep. Uh, he, understandably, he's not handling it well. He's distracted. Uh, yeah, he doesn't. Yeah, his we, mind I is think, elsewhere. I think we're already at or past the Nixon walking around the White House <laughs> talking to portraits phase <laughs> of this. Right. That's how cornered this guy is at yeah. this point. Yeah, I, I just I can't underscore all the stuff I've been looking at this week. I can't underscore enough how close we are to the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in fact, why don't we just send Donald Trump away to the island of social misfit toys? I think that's <laughs> that's a good place. He can hang on out there and then maybe one of these days santa will just drop him out of the sleigh and he can crash to his death how about that that'll be fun I think that's, uh, and, 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 and i'm sorry to because i know you you have a list of things you want to get to but i was excited about this and if you don't mind me sharing it no not at a all. fun fact and maybe everybody knew this but me yeah 
But today I learned that you remember those 12 hackers that Mueller indicted? Yeah. Uh, the Russian, Russian hackers he indicted? Right. These are allegedly the 12 hackers who began to try to hack Hillary Clinton's emails for the first time within hours of Donald Trump saying, Russia, if you're listening. Wow. When, where where have we heard that? Where did that come from? Where did that news uh, come from? You know what? I need to go back and check my source, but it was either the Washington Post or the New York Times. Oh, my I, God. I, and I freak because I go back and forth between those two uh, as much as I do. I don't always remember which one I read it in, but it yeah. was, for me, in my mind, a clear and reliable source, and uh, they, they seemed to know what they were talking about. They... Mm-hmm. They had sourcing for that. Yeah, I mean, I've just been dealing with, for the past uh, week or so, dealing with all the nothing burger people, all of the Trump supporters who were just <laughs> looking at the Michael Cohen news and seeing yeah. all the, the information about the Moscow Project and going, oh, it's a big nothing burger. Why well, is a real estate de- guy? He does real estate deals. What's so weird Fine. about that? And it's just, well, them, no, yeah. you're not looking Let, at the big picture, are yeah. you? I, I am. I'm taking the position where I'm, I'm sitting back in my chair and putting mm-hmm. my feet up to watch their reactions when reality comes home to oh, roost. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that, that's the only... I'm not going to be able to change their minds. Uh, real events might. Yeah. Uh, and, and I know they'll claim, oh, well, this was phony or that was funny. I, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if in some of these, uh, even with the uh, we've been hacked claims by the Republican congressional candidates today, I wouldn't be surprised if uh, they pushed that to the point of trying to overturn election results. Yeah. Uh, because that's how they roll. And all you have to do is look at Georgia, North Carolina, Michigan, and Wisconsin to mm-hmm. know. Uh, that they will go to any lengths. I, I was so upset with Republican cheating uh, in in those elections, particularly in those states. Although we saw it in Kansas and elsewhere, uh, so disgusted by by the cheating, the gerrymandering, the it just endless. Yeah. I this morning I was so upset about this. One of the first things I went to on the internet this morning was to look up how to beat a cheater, mm. because if Democrats are for the most part, with possible exception of Chicago or Illinois, uh, for when the Democrats, for the most part, are are playing fairly, are playing cleanly, and yeah. the other guys are not. How do you how do you counter that? What do you do? I read a fascinating article, and again, forgive me for rambling. A fascinating article by uh, an older black man with advice to younger black men about about what it's you know what it's like growing up in a system where you are cheated, where the rules yeah. were made by somebody else, and the rules are stacked against you. And one of his adv- pieces of his advice was learn how to cheat, not <laughs> right not to do no, not to do it yourself. But so you'll recognize it when you see it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that makes a lot of sense. And, and of course, what we're seeing in uh, Wisconsin and Michigan especially uh, is exactly the Republican strategy, the one that they've been employing for right. years now, which is that they realize that if it comes down to a popular vote, a straightaway popular vote, that there are way more Democratic votes than there are Republican votes out there. Right. So what they have right. to do is they have to change things around so that that all ends up evening out. So it's a, that, that amazing uh, couple of pie charts that Rachel Maddow was showing yesterday. 
yesterday yes, on yes. her show where yes. it was like, uh, what was the popular vote in uh, Wisconsin showed a 53% to 47% uh, uh, balance in favor of the Democrats on the popular I, vote. And then, it, uh, yeah. then in terms of the actual seats, 64% of the seats are right. controlled, of the state legislature right. are controlled by the Republicans. I mean, that right. is fucked up. That is Republicans weird. Republicans got, got fewer than half the votes by a believe an 8% margin mm-hmm. while uh, ending up with control of two-thirds of the House. Yep, I, yep. I, this is not democracy. And, and, and there's only one reason that happened. Only one, one reason and one reason alone, the gerrymandering of districts by mm-hmm. Republicans when they are in legislative power. Yep, yep. And so what they're trying to do now, as uh, mm-hmm. Tony Evers comes in, who's the, the mm-hmm. Democratic governor-elect in, in Wisconsin, right. what they're trying to do, Scott Walker and the Republican legislature in Wisconsin, they're trying to pass all these new laws that are going to uh, place limits on the on the governor's office. Extreme once, limits. Extreme limits. I mean, we've got new limits on early voting. We've got a shift in the timing of the 2020 presidential primary in Wisconsin. We've got new authority for lawmaker, lawmakers on state litigation. Uh, the Republican plan would also slash the power of the incoming attorney general, who is also mm-hmm. a Democrat. Meanwhile, the same thing is happening in Michigan, where Republican lawmakers are considering all kinds of legislation that would give them more authority to intervene in legal fights involving uh, the state and would uh, would shift oversight of the campaign of campaign finance. Right, uh, right. So, uh, yeah, the the promise of campaign finance reform in Michigan yeah. uh, made impossible by Republicans. And, oh, we better hurry up and do it before the Democrats are in power and, and they do something we're not going to like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, likewise, back in Michigan, uh, this, uh, I'm sorry, in Wisconsin, uh, the governor and uh, the attorney general who ran on a platform of ending the state's pullout of Obamacare, uh, part of the move there is is to make that impossible for them to do. And, uh, of course, what will happen now is there'll be legal battles. This will go to court, Uh, not just in, and probably in most of these states, uh, if not all of them, there'll be court cases. And in the case of North Carolina, where in 2016, they're still fighting a battle uh, in 2016 in which a Democrat was elected governor, uh, and, and they're still fighting over over the attempts to take away his power before he took office. So he has spent the first two years of his administration just dealing with the lawsuits to try to get his power back. Yep. And and uh, Democrats are going to be castrated in this way in uh, these other states as well, uh, Michigan, Wisconsin, primarily. Mm-hmm. And also the same sort of shenanigans are happening in, oh, Maricopa County, Arizona, where they're doing similar things there uh, with the Board of Supervisors. And so it's, you know, this is what they have to do because, again, they're electorally challenged. They have no way of actually overcoming the Democratic popular votes, so they, right. they have to rig the system. And then what they do is they say, oh, we're not rigging the system. They they're rigging the system. The Democrats are rigging the system, and we're just rigging it back. I mean, that's ultimately their excuse, and of course, it is just stupid, stupid, stupid. There, there are a lot of there are a lot of things you can say about Republicans right now, and they would all be uh, unflattering and true. Mm-hmm. But but one of them is is. Uh, the party's penchant, the party's mission yep. to negate or overturn the will of the voter. Right. Uh, minority, uh, minority control, or majority control by a minority. In in the case of uh, the, the Wisconsin example, where uh, fewer than half the lawmakers uh, got, uh, fewer than half the votes were from from Republicans, and yet Republicans ended up with two thirds control. This is not democracy. This is and because they've changed the rules, they made the rules, they cheated, yep. they will 
will go to any length to cheat to win. Why do they cheat to win? Because as you were saying, I think is they can't win on the issues. No, they they cannot because again their their values their issues conflict with the will of the people. Yep. So they, they take values that are not the will of the people and then they uh, impose them on a majority, uh, overturning the will of the people on, on who they've chosen to represent them in government. It's a, like a double-rigged system. And, yep. you know, we're trying to have a democracy around here for crying out loud, and this is not helping. <laughs> yeah, well, I mean, this is why people like Donald Trump turn to Russia to help them out with right. winning elections. This is why we see uh, all, all of this voter suppression we see all of these changes in the rules for how governors are supposed to behave in office we're seeing all kinds of other sort of shenanigans where uh, uh, voter registrations are stuck in drawers and so on and you know I mean when we go back and, and talk about the Russians again I mean I'm still unconvinced that there wasn't any Russian uh, hacking going on for the midterm election because now we're starting to hear that uh, for people like Mad Dog Mattis from the Secretary of Defense for God's sake that that Russia did interfere in the 2018 election. Now, I don't know if he was being partisan and trying to delegitimize the Democratic blue wave, but, uh, I mean, that's entirely possible that his it whole... It is. Yeah. I'm, I'm skeptical of that uh, because I really think for Russia right now, first of all, if I'm Russia, I want to lay low uh, mm. a little bit, and so I don't want to do anything uh, that I might get caught at at a time that I'm already under suspicion. Yeah. And secondly, the thing's on autopilot at this point anyway. As we saw, I think most of the hacking and certainly the vast majority of the trolling and fake news in the 2018 election came from Americans. Yep. Uh, came came from here in the United States because uh, certain Americans with a certain party learned how to do it already from the Russians. Mm-hmm. The Russians knocked over the first uh, row of dominoes, and now they're just sitting back with their feet up yep. watching the rest of the dominoes fall they don't have to lift a finger because what they did is already in motion so uh, while there you can maybe ultimately trace it back to the russians i'm not sure they lifted a finger on on the 2018 election or at least not much of one well i mean you know i go back to something i wrote and was repeating here on the podcast many times and that is that the races to watch in the midterms are the ones in which the Democrats have narrow advantages in polling mm-hmm. leading up to the election, but then right. suddenly and mysteriously, the Republican candidates come out on top by narrow margins themselves, and those are the right. ones that we maybe need to keep an eye out on, and that was my forecast going into the midterms in terms of how Russia would target specific elections. That wasn't a presidential election where you really have one thing to look at. This is in terms of many, many different uh, state and local elections thrown in there too and if we look at the uh, at your state of florida and we look at the race between uh gillum and uh and desantis right uh gillum was forecast to win about by about four points according to 538 uh meanwhile nelson was forecasted to win by around three points it turned out ex- as you know exactly the opposite where the final margin ended up being uh rick scott winning by 0.2 points and desantis winning by a margin of 0.4 points. So it was one of these things where, yeah, the Democrats leading going in, but suddenly the Republicans win after a contentious recount fight, well, and then we all okay. we all look at something else that maybe 
isn't Russia and maybe is just a more legitimate reason for why uh, yeah. things swung the way they did. And uh, I, course, I'm not willing uh, to write off the the Russia aspect of those well, those races. I, you know, I, I wouldn't I wouldn't uh, rule Russia out at any yeah. point. I more than that, I wouldn't rule out Republicans based on the dirty tricks we just discussed. Yeah. Uh, that, in fact, in my mind, if anybody monkeyed with the Florida election, it would be the Republicans who control the election process in yep. this state. Mm. Uh, but uh, a close ra- I would also say that a close race is a close race. When uh, they're within uh, the two sides are within three points of the middle, uh, it really can go either way. It's that's, that's not a new phenomenon, I don't think, in American politics. Yeah. But, I mean, with the context of Russia already having done it once, you know, it seems right. mysterious to me. It seems, well, how does this, how does this happen? And, yeah. uh, and so I'm not willing to rule that out, and especially because what happened in Florida could actually be the beginning of interference that occurs in favor of Donald Trump in 2020. Because what does Donald Trump need to win in 2020? He absolutely needs Florida. He's going to need Florida, and he's going to need uh, Republicans controlling the government in Florida. And so, and, and Wisconsin. I, where, and Wisconsin. I mean, and, yeah. and, that's what that's, and that's what negating the governor's power in Wisconsin is mm-hmm. all about here, because Wisconsin, like Florida, is crucial to the 2020 presidential race. And by the way, we still don't have any news from Mike Flynn yet, as we're now uh, coming up on a half an hour into the show, and uh, it gives me an excuse to break this out too. You know what? It's, this this is bullshit. This is bullshit. You really have to be uh, really tightly wound on pop culture to understand what that reference is. <laughs> say, say what you will about Mueller, but he he's not helping the show. Right, uh, right. His, no, with his timing. No. Yeah, yeah. A, a, a watched investigation never indicts. So. <laughs> that's right. So I mean, as uh, as we've been saying, there, Mueller is expected to uh, recommend a sentence for Mike Flynn today. Right, and right. we're supposed to learn all kinds of new things in terms of why uh, Flynn flipped and and what he was giving to Mueller all this mm-hmm. time. And so we have mm-hmm. more of a sense, more of a clear sense in terms of what Flynn's role is in all of this, not just in terms of what he did criminally uh, leading up to it, but also what he's handed over to Mueller in the uh, in the aftermath of all of this, after uh, entering a plea. Three uh, key people we're hearing about this week. Yeah. Uh, like you said, we'll hear uh, how cooperative, uh, by the sentence alone, we'll hear how cooperative uh, Mike Flynn has been in this investigation so far. He who has laid as low as Mueller these past uh, 16 months yeah um then you have uh, michael cohen who uh you know say what you will as much as i love seeing ben stiller on snl <laughs> uh i'm not sure they got cohen quite right cohen is hurt and pissed and i believe is completely sincere and wanting yeah. to turn his life around mm-hmm. at this point. Well, and so, so. <laughs> that's, that's right. He's willing to tell all and 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 to tell why he said things like says who. Uh, so, so. And, and and then in in ring 3 you have uh you have Paul Manafort and yeah. on Friday Mueller will reveal uh what Paul Manafort's crimes were and uh what his lies were in uh, his pretend cooperation with the Mueller investigation. So, so these three key guys this week, uh, from from Manafort to to Cohen uh, to Flynn, uh, we're, we're going to learn an awful, this could be the biggest week uh, in uh, this entire thing so far. And yep. you and I are here to witness it. <clears throat> 
Right. Yeah. Once again, once again, like always, we always happen to be together for these things. Make more popcorn. And I like to throw it to you when you're in the middle of of taking a sip of your beverage. That's the best time. I know. That's I was nearly (laughs) gagged on that one. Um, Yeah. Well, so, I mean, connecting again, uh, what we were just talking about with regard to the presidential election in 2020 with what Robert Mueller is doing right now. I have this theory Uh, that Mueller is going to wrap up his investigation. Everything is going to come to light from Mueller on his behalf and Mm -hmm. what happens in Congress is a whole other story but in terms of robert Mueller's investigation i think we're going to see everything uh, uh dropping uh, as far as a report as far as as, as last minute indictments and so on this will uh-huh. all happen before things really get going for the presidential election which will be happening in in just a couple of months we're starting we're going to start to see people officially declaring their candidacy there's going to be a schedule for debates i mean this summer is going to be the start of all kinds of debates happening even on the republican side because i see still believe that there are going to be Republican uh, primary challengers to Donald Trump, something that he's going to invite and welcome because he's an idiot and Donald Trump always makes things worse for Donald Trump. So, uh, but in the meantime, uh, Mueller is wrapping up his loose loose ends and we get this from uh, uh, Michael Isikoff from uh, Yahoo News and he's told the lawyers, the defense lawyers, I'm done here. I'm just wrapping up loose ends at this point. Uh, And and that's become apparent in his his actions. And if you're interested... I have, and this is not something I'll have in my news this week, but I but I found an article that lays out what Mueller's three options are. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, look, he's at the end of his report. It's, yeah. it's just about ready. I mean, we're maybe within days of, of, of seeing this thing. Uh, maybe a little longer, but we're, we're really damn close. So what's he going to do once it's finished? Well, he has three choices, as I, as I have now been educated. He can either leave it to, uh, he can either leave it to Congress uh, to decide what to do, Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and that's that's the channel where it goes through Rosenstein first. Uh, Rosenstein, thank goodness, Rosenstein is still overseeing the investigation. Yeah, how about that? I mean, that was Wasn't kind that of a, a surprise. Wonderful, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whitaker, although we we and also I'm also reading some things about Whitaker about how critical he has been of Trump at times and how mm-hmm. he's basically called Trump a liar and other things. <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what Whitaker will do. But yeah. right now he's doing nothing while he waits for the ethics. Uh, lawyers at DOJ to decide whether he should recuse himself or not. So anyway, in the meantime, uh, Mueller can send his report to to Rosenstein, who could then send it to Congress. So uh, Mueller could do that and just, you know, brush his hands and say, I'm done. That doesn't seem likely to me. Uh, the, at the other, that's the least severe thing he could do. At the other end of the spectrum, the most severe thing Mueller could do is indict the president, which he probably won't do. In fact, he's it's been made pretty clear that that Mueller will not indict the president. So, what's the middle option? It's called the Nixon option, uh, and that's where. Uh, Mueller skips Rod Rosenstein. Yeah, <laughs> I didn't even know it was possible to do that, and and and, and has his grand jury. Uh, name uh, Trump as a co-conspirator, yep. and then the grand jury hands that over to the House Judiciary Committee. Mm-hmm. So Mueller's report gets to Congress without even having to pass through the upper, upper levels of, of the DOJ. And and this is called the Nixon option because that's what Leon Jaworski did in uh, Nixon's impeachment. And yeah. this seems to me to be the most likely uh, path uh, for Mueller to take, especially as threatened as his investigation 
is and has been. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and in fact, the Nixon uh, documents that that, we, that just came to light a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. are mm-hmm. a fantastic roadmap for how Robert Mueller can proceed about all this stuff. And, exactly. And the biggest question, and this is one that was raised beautifully last night on Lawrence O'Donnell's shows, which is that uh, are these tweets that Donald Trump has issued over the past few days, are these tweets and many other tweets going to be included as obstruction of justice? Are we going to see individual counts here? They certainly of, could be. Of obstruction of witness tampering based on Donald mm-hmm. Trump's tweeting. Mm-hmm. And it, and really, when you look at the tweets and you look at uh, the precedent for public statements along these lines, mm-hmm. it makes perfect sense that these would also be uh, included in a single article of impeachment or over several articles of impeachment, each one for a different tweet. And, you know, I, I that's what's so infuriating about watching Donald Trump's Twitter feed these days is not just all of the misspellings and the weirdly placed quotation marks and the all caps screaming and so on. And the, right. Certainly, certainly all the whining. Stop whining. But I mean, beyond that, it's just it's the criminality of these tweets where yes. none, of, none of this is normal. And I even found myself, Buzz, falling into this trap yesterday while I'm seeing these tweets coming down i'm going oh here he goes again he's he's trying to intimidate Mm -hmm. witnesses he's trying to obstruct justice and i'm just Uh like ha ha he's Uh he's doing this and i you know we're all making our jokes about his tweets we're we're used to him saying outlandish things and so we've been desensitized we almost didn't notice almost i say didn't notice when he crossed a line and and i've i've done some reading about this too trump has now crossed a line with his tweets not the line of civility that he crossed years ago but a a legal line at this point prosecutors universally agree that uh, first of all that if this were a mobster he wouldn't be so stupid as to do this publicly (laughs) right but but secondly that this is common of mobsters and that it is absolutely positively obstruction of justice witness tampering is part is one aspect of the crime of obstruction of justice which is in itself a serious federal felony yeah in this in this case certainly uh so you don't have to be even as smart as donald trump to see the 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 legal jeopardy that he's in here yeah and and the fact that and this is one of a million things that i mean as if as if Mueller didn't already have a case for obstruction (laughs) and he most certainly absolutely (laughs) did then uh, trump does this and the fact that it's done publicly doesn't make it any less of a crime Oh, I know. Uh, yeah. So, uh, you know, it, it like I said, you, you don't even have to be as smart as Trump to know that uh, he's already nailed for obstruction. Right. Uh, this thing is, you know, stick a fork in this, put a <laughs> stick a toothpick in this. And if nothing sticks to the toothpick, this thing is done. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I want to talk about these uh, these criminal tweets from yesterday here in just a second. But I, I wanted to tell you, Buzz, I, I, it's an amazing thing. And I don't know if, if it was because of the news that came down last week and most of it being good news positive news leading us closer and closer to the concept of justice once again in this country or if it's because I finally got my whole betting situation squared away between the hollow pillow and my Brooklyn and sheets. Kimberly and I went to bed around 1130 last night and I I put my head down on my hollow pillow fell asleep right away and then I Uh didn't wake up. I didn't wake up again and this never ever happens. I didn't wake up again until 630 this morning morning i mean i slept straight through for whatever that is seven seven hours which <laughs> right. is remarkable i mean usually i'm up usually once at least once i have to roll over and i wake up a little bit or something wakes me up but i think it's my bet i 
think it has to do with my Brooklyn and sheets from Brooklinen.com combined with my Hello Pillow. But you know, over the course are you, of are you saying you're enveloped in luxury? I really, really am, and it's you know what? It's inexpensive luxury, and that's what I like oh. so much about it. I mean, you know, how do you get uh, five star hotel quality sheets all the time? How do you have that level of luxury? Well, I stole mine. Uh, <laughs> Betsy, you, you, and see, there you go, saying it out loud, just like Donald Trump. Uh, but, but sheets like that, hotel sheets are expensive and they're hard for the average consumer to get. You just can't go to the local store and pick them up, or at least they were before brooklinen.com we decided we needed to upgrade and we love our brooklinen sheets the difference is amazing these sheets are soft uh while you sleep they're cool to the touch but it's not just us who are saying this a half a million people now sleep in luxury they can afford because all because brooklinen cut out the middlemen and made ordering easy good housekeeping name brooklinen.com the best of online betting and brooklinen.com has gotten over 30,000 five-star reviews more than any other betting company Brooklyn and Sheets come in more than 20 colors and patterns. We just chose classic white. That was our choice from Brooklyn. But you have a, a, an entire variety of colors and patterns. It's easy to mix and match. And it's a great place to gift shop for candles and towels and robes and sleep masks and so much more. My Brooklyn and Sheets are the best, the most comfortable sheets I've ever slept on. Seven hours of continuous sleep last night is proof. And Brooklyn has an exclusive offer just for my listeners. Get $20 off and free shipping when you use the promo code B-O-B-C at brooklinen.com. Here's how you remember it. They're based in Brooklyn, New York. That's why it's brooklinen.com. They're so confident you'll love your new sheets, comforters, and towels that they come with a lifetime warranty. But the only way to get 20 bucks off and free shipping is to use promo code B-O-B-C at brooklinen.com. That's B-R-O-O-K-L-I-N-E-N.com. Promo code B-O-B-C. Brooklyn, and these really are the bestest sheets ever. The Bob Seska Show. The Bob Seska Show. Bing. Happy holidays. Yep. Happy holidays. This, uh, this one's going out to Donald Trump. Who uh, said that we no longer say ho- happy holidays. We now say Merry Christmas. The biggest bullshit political issue in the history of bullshit political issues. You know who we have to blame for this is Johnny Mathis. <laughs> God damn you, Johnny yeah, Mathis. I, I've, I've traced it back to him. You know, I just, for the heck of it, I, we were decorating over the weekend and I put on a little Christmas music for as long as you can stand it, you know. <laughs> sure. And uh, and, and uh, yeah, they did uh, Johnny Mathis singing Happy Holidays. And I'm thinking, well... It would be just like the Republicans to go after Johnny Mathis on this, uh, because that was his intention uh-huh. uh, as a Caribbean-born. No, I, I have no idea. <laughs> that's right. But, Johnny Mathis clearly hates America. That's the problem. Yeah, clearly, that's 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 it. <laughs> so, Donald Trump said, "I will never testify." In quotes, "I will never testify against Trump." This statement, recently made by Roger Stone, mm-hmm. essentially stating that he will not be forced by a rogue and out of control prosecutor to make up lies and stories about President Trump, President Trump being, in quotes, nice to know that some people still have guts, in quotes. Flag on the play, flag on the play. Yeah, just yeah. a dumb, dumb, stupid oh, that, thing to 
do, and, and uh, quite illegal. Right? Criminal. Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely illegal. Ab- anytime, whether you do it publicly or privately, that you threaten a witness, as he essentially did with Michael Cohen, mm-hmm. saying you should get life in prison, yeah. something Trump can't deliver, but still, it's a, an intimidating thing to say. Yeah. That's illegal. Uh, that was one violation of uh, witness tampering that is obstruction of justice. And the other, of course, is praising uh, Roger Stone, uh, who Trump has the power to pardon. Yeah. Uh, and, and uh, you know, to, to, to praise his silence is uh, encouraging him not to talk to law enforcement. You know, don't yeah. talk to the don't listen. If the cops show up, don't talk to them. Same thing. Yeah. Same thing. Exactly. And these are witness tampering, obstruction of justice, criminal violations. Right. Right. Basically, he's encouraging Roger Stone to not cut a plea deal, to not cooperate with the special prosecutor, to essentially lie when he's talking to the, the special prosecutor. I mean, right, basically, right. this is, oh, don't worry about it. I'm going to pardon you. And it doesn't matter if you lie or make up stories. Keep me safe and I will pardon you if you keep me safe. And that's that's kind of what he did with Paul Manafort, even after Paul Manafort cut, well, yes, especially yes. after Paul Manafort cut yes. a plea deal. Yes, yes. Yeah. He's praised both. Both, both men. Yeah. Uh, he's encouraged both men right. to remain silent, to continue to hold their ground, and that's witness tampering. We have mm-hmm. a case. It's just, you know, there's I, no doubt Mueller has a reason for his timing, but like I said, this bread is done. Time to take it out of the oven. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think I think we, it, it looks, certainly from Mueller's own indication, that uh, the work is pretty much done here. Yeah, absolutely. And here, I mean, we have Ke- Kellyanne Conway husband oh once again i mean he's already accused donald trump of of uh doing unconstitutional things and and now he's uh, suggesting that these tweets uh are witness tampering uh violations under title 18 of the u.s code sections uh 1503 and 1512 mm-hmm. and and conway yeah, wrote a- this in the new york post i mean this is an yes. amazing turn of events with his George Conway. Those of you who don't know, he's Kellyanne Conway's husband. Right. And and I wonder uh, about <laughs> the the status of their relationship yeah. in the future. And see, I don't normally pay attention to this soap opera stuff, but uh, my gosh, this must be a terrible thing. And I wonder, well, what's going to happen to Kellyanne? Are they going to break up? Is she going to come around? <laughs> is she going to, you know, uh, I mean, and if she does, then what will she say? Or will she go into hiding? I mean, I've really, I've thought too much about this. Uh, <laughs> but, <laughs> but, uh, it, it's it's fascinating, and now somebody and I, I'm I apologize for my memory. I thought maybe it was Donald Trump Jr. It may have been uh, uh, another White House weasel, but uh, somebody was tweeting uh, today that uh, you know that uh, he, I guess the Conway, the husband, had mm-hmm. shamed Kellyanne. Oh yeah, Eric. It was Eric. So, yeah, it was Eric. Okay, thank yeah, you. Yeah. And and so what they're trying to do there is the Republicans, the Republican Trump people, are trying to pry that couple apart now, mm-hmm. as if that couple probably doesn't have enough stress on their relationship already. This isn't a, a Mary Matlin, a, you know, James Carville situation here. This is really ugly and and interesting. And uh, like I said, I don't normally pay attention to the sort of the soap opera aspects of these things, but this part of that story 
story does fascinate me. Yeah. And, you know, here's the difference between George Conway and his wife, Kellyanne Conway. George, George <laughs> Conway obviously has core a values brain. and ideas uh, that he's committed brain. to. Yeah, and a brain. Right. He looks at the existing facts and makes a judgment based on both what the facts are and what his core values uh, inform him to be. And, and what the law says, yeah. Yeah, exactly. And meanwhile, Kellyanne Conway is has zero core values. Kellyanne Conway, her values are bought and sold. Whatever values she's paid to have, those Uh are Kellyanne Conway's values. And you know what? Quite honestly, she's a master at being just an empty vessel drone for whoever she's working for, whatever message she's been forced to go out and deliver on television. So you're saying she could be reprogrammed as easily as she was programmed. Yeah, exactly right. She is. (laughs) And and basically, she is a pundit for hire, and she's Donald Trump's pundit. She goes out and does Donald Trump's bidding because Donald Trump is the highest bidder. Donald Trump says, well, here, we're paying you money to go out and support us and and to, She said, well, that's more than my husband is paying me, so I'll take it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's what what she does. And again, it's very, Kellyanne Conway is very similar to Donald Trump. I mean, Donald Trump just uh, took a dart and a dartboard (laughs) and, and determined his political positions based solely on that he saw fox news channel he saw how uh they gathered ratings and how what what sort of techniques they used to to fool people into believing nonsense and he weaponized all of that by uh, and, and then wrapping that also in this idea that i think politicians should say more of what the people are thinking not understanding the different strata in american yeah. political what discourse was it he said the other day about trusting his gut more than he trusted uh, an expert on something <laughs> yeah I mean, uh, and he was confronted with a fact once and responded by saying well uh you know regardless of that uh this is just what i've believed for the last 30 years yeah uh, so he he heard something 30 years ago and just took it. He, too, an empty vessel, malleable, at least mm-hmm. at that time in that way. And uh, he's just stuck by these regardless of any evidence that may come along to contradict them. I mean, I, I just uh, how this guy got elected president. I saw you posted your your hateful thing the other day to all the people who had voted for Trump uh, that you, you reposted that. Oh, yeah. Um, I, you know, uh, I, I didn't. I somehow that got somebody, life on its own again. Again, I don't know how that ended <laughs> it, up going it, around. It came to life again. It did. It did. Uh, but but yeah, I, I was reminded, and you know, I was sure we feel the same way. But uh, it's, <laughs> I, you know, I, I just I can't believe this guy got elected. I I share your wonderment at that. Yeah. Well, and hopefully he won't be reelected. Hopefully by no, like no. this time a year from now, we're going to be looking at an entire slate of you know, guys like John Kasich and uh, and uh, uh, Paul Ryan and and other. Republicans who are going to be like, you know what? We're this guy's weak. This guy has very little chance of, of uh, even being renominated. I think it's going to happen much sooner than yeah, that. I, yeah. I really think we're on the doorstep here, and I, I don't see how his presidency can survive. And mm. I know uh, Kimberly was uh, uh, tweeting about this the other day, uh, that uh, saying that it was Manafort who chose Mike Pence to be vice president, and that is true. Mm-hmm. And I responded by saying, and and that that. 
about uh, uh, Manafort. Uh, or, uh, it was the uh, brother Mike Pence who chose Mike Flynn, and we'll be hearing yep. about uh, Flynn, who was uh, who led the locker up chance and who was locked to uh, Trump's arm in the final months of the campaign. Uh, Flynn, who was part of the transition and that first national security advisor, yep. uh, only reluctantly let go of by uh, President Trump at that right. time. Uh, it, 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 these they, they, they so cornered. This is so very nearly over now. And I, uh, I, I feel more encouraged now than I have in a very long time. Yeah, oh, me too. And you know what? We have new breaking news. We have yes breaking story uh, from the Associated Press. Two attorneys general to subpoena Trump Organization and the IRS in this uh, emoluments case. Uh, the attorney general of the, of the District of Columbia and Maryland uh-huh. plan to uh-huh. file subpoenas seeking records from the Trump Organization, the Eternal Revenue Service, and dozens of other entities in their lawsuit accusing Donald Trump of profiting off the presidency. The yeah. Maryland Attorney General's Office confirmed the subpoena details to the Associated Press as they were being prepared on Tuesday. Their case alleges that for and domestic government spending in Trump's Washington, D.C. hotel amounts uh, to gifts to the president in violation yep. of the U.S. Constitution's emoluments clause. Yep. So thank God that this is moving forward and Trump was not able to kill this case because once again, this is all, and, and you've all heard me say this time and time again, this is all uh, damage to the presidency. It's damage to the oh. system. And if it's allowed to happen, then it's just going to continue and continue and continue. And in fact, that's Lawrence O'Donnell's point last night on his show was that if the House Judiciary Committee and Jerry Nadler do not decide to take up these tweets or Robert mm-hmm. Mueller, for that matter, decide not to take up Donald Trump's tweets as actual felonies, as witness tampering mm-hmm. and obstruction of justice, then that's mm-hmm. just going to give tacit permission to every subsequent president who comes along yeah, to do the exact happen. same goddamn thing. But not fortunately, Buzz, uh, Jerry Nadler, or actually Adam Schiff, um, yeah. let's let's try this a third time. Mark Warner is who I'm trying to talk about now. Mark Warner, uh, oh, who's you the, mean Betty Joe Bieloski. <laughs> That's Thank a, you. That's inside joke. Yeah. Uh, Mark Warner, who's uh, the, the ranking Democrat on the Senate Intelligence Committee, said the committee has made a number of referrals to Mueller's office for prosecution. Uh-huh. And uh, I assume these have to do with uh, lying to the committee, to, to perjury. Uh, Mark Warner added that while he doesn't know whether Cohen was instructed to lie to Congress, Cohen's plea contradicts Trump's multiple denials during the campaign uh-huh. that he did not have any business links to Russia. Warner called it a very relevant question that the American people need an answer to. Meanwhile, the incoming chairman of the House Judiciary Committee, going back to Jerry Nadler, uh, said that Cohen's cooperation is proof that Russia had leverage over Trump during the 2016 presidential election. Oh, yeah. I mean, that should be perfectly obvious. I mean, if they were doing business through Felix Sater with VTB, which is the sanctioned Russian bank, then ostensibly, and I don't know if it got this far, But it's entirely practical that through that process, uh, VTB did due diligence, which is what happens in in the event of any uh, entity like that putting up financing for a project. They want to know that the Trump organization is going to do what it's promising to do uh, in addition to paying back whatever financing that it provides. And so in order to do that, they have to look at the Trump organization's financial records and they have to look at tax returns and they have to look right. at balance sheets and things like that. So a, a Kremlin controlled Russian bank, VTB, may have access or may have in its possession 
all of these Trump financial documents that we've all been talking about. We're talking tax returns and everything in between because, you know, and this is what they would use. This is what Vladimir Putin might use to uh, to blackmail Trump. Right. Oh, sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm sure they have their own records. They certainly don't have any records that they would be willing to share with the United States. As I understood it, uh, uh, Trump was hoping to get that money through Deutsche Bank, that the money was coming from Russia through the VTB, through Deutsche Bank, then to Trump. And and that was so that Trump wasn't dealing with VTB directly. I I could be wrong or misled about that. But that was that was my understanding of it. And I I don't my hope for ever finding out uh, anything from uh, VTB uh, is is slim to none. I see what you're saying, though, about there were lots of ways in which Russia achieved its goal of compromise. I mean, they they had Trump on a number of levels, including including these finances. uh, And and some of that can be nailed down. And, And just in response to uh, your breaking news about the uh, attorney general lawsuits and subpoenas uh, against the uh, the campaign the Trump campaign uh, this is what we call insurance so these are these are again state charges that cannot be pardoned by a president yeah so uh, this is this is absolutely insurance uh, uh, you know sure go ahead and shoot and kill the Mueller investigation but you're still gonna have to face this so at some point and and the other thing I, I want to respond to how many hits you talk about all these different things and there certainly are many different ways Trump can be gotten uh, but the other question to keep in mind and especially as we're we're on the doorstep of, of having uh, Mueller's case in front of us. Uh, how many hits can a ship take before it just sinks? Uh, and I, I, there are a million ways to pursue this going forward, but uh, I, I think this presidency will be brought down uh, before we can get to many of them. Yeah, yeah. And, you know, it has to go to impeachment. I mean, this has to ultimately end up in impeachment, and, it, yeah. and it's very possible yeah. that it will, only because of the numbers. Yeah. I mean, because all they need right. is a majority in the House of Representatives to pass a, a articles of impeachment through the entire right. House. Got that, right. Uh, yeah, and they've got that. In fact, they could even stand to lose a few red state Democrats in that process and still have enough. All they need is, uh, you know, plus one to pass articles of impeachment. And then the Senate is required to have a trial with Chief justice john roberts presiding and and so it's it's almost fait accompli that that's the way it's going to happen because obviously from the crimes that we've been witnessing witnessing from the highest possible crimes i mean whether it's conspiracy against the united states to money laundering to obstruction of justice i mean all the way down to his goddamn tweets these are crimes that are all impeachable offenses but of course they've got these rules about indicting a president although i'm not convinced that that's out of the question he he can always be indicted once he leaves office and uh, it it might be easier than one would think to usher him out of office. Yeah. I, 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 I want to go back to I think one of the very first times I appeared on your show. Mm-hmm. I said of this scandal, of the Russia scandal, I know how this turns out. <laughs> Based on Watergate, I said from the very beginning, I know how this turns out. And I, it's kind of turning out the way I expected it yeah. to. Uh, and, and we are just that close to, to, to the end of this now. And as I predicted then, based on what happened in Watergate, uh, there is a tipping point. There is a point at which these seemingly totally amoral 
uh, Republican uh, leaders of Congress, mm-hmm. uh, particularly in the Senate, there's a point where they will uh, see Trump as more of a liability to their political futures yeah. uh, than an asset. And when that tipping point comes, and we're very close. I mean, there have been uh, multiple cases. Trump's judicial nominees aren't getting through, partly because of a no vote from Jeff Flake, and in at least one case, a no vote from the only black Republican uh, oh, yeah. who said, no, this this guy uh, that Trump has nominated mm-hmm. is so racist, I, I won't vote for him either. And now uh, the, the, there's no way that the, that nominee can go forward. Uh, the, the Congress says the Senate is finding increasing numbers of ways to say no to Trump. Uh, again, as we were going on the air with this show today, uh, the Senate had just finished its briefing from CIA Director Gina Haspel on the brutal murder of Jamal Khashoggi, an American resident uh, and uh, American journalist uh, who was... the, The senators came out of that briefing and said, you know what? Khashoggi did it. Khashoggi was absolutely, positively ordered this killing. What they are saying there is that Trump's friend, Donald Trump Jr.'s close friend, Jamal Khashoggi, uh, killed a guy. Uh, had a guy killed, is a brutal murderer, and that Trump, this president, their president, the logo, the mascot of their party, uh, befriended uh, and defended this crown prince of Saudi Arabia. Yep. Um, they're starting to waver a little bit on their support of Donald Trump. And as the as this mountain of evidence comes forth this week, mark my words, please, as this mountain of evidence comes forth this week, bringing this whole thing to an exciting uh, crescendo. Yeah. Uh, you know that's that's they're cornered at that point. I mean, that's that's the end of it right there. There's a, a point at which they are uh, will tip, and I think we're getting closer it may be a few months away before we actually see the republican tip in the senate but based on the sort of wave that's headed toward them right now even scarier than the blue wave they will be forced to move inland well you know there was one eventuality that i saw as a way for donald trump to at least temporarily escape this but he's not going to be able i mean you're exactly right he is completely trapped he is stuck in that that star wars trash compactor right now because (laughs) i mean i was saying you know i was thinking Maybe that uh, he'll resign and he'll cut some mm-hmm. sort of deal with Mike Pence and say, Maybe. well, I'll make you president if you agree to pardon me. The whole tr- uh, Nixon Ford thing that happened. And uh, then we go after Pence. Yeah, and then we go after Pence. And then the, also I, we can assure ourselves of the fact that Robert Mueller has most likely shared all of his evidence with state attorneys general uh, in the appropriate districts and the appropriate states and that uh, Donald Donald Trump pulls any shenanigans along those lines, well, he's going to be charged there, too. I think we're not the only ones, Buzz, who feel that this kind of uh, uh, politics, this Trumpism that we've been screaming about for three years now, it has to be put down. It, it has mm-hmm. to be humiliated out of existence. If it is allowed to continue, if it is allowed to fester, if it is held, if it is not held accountable, then there are going to be numerous future presidents who are going to be uh, do you, even do you worse. know about... Do you know about HR one yet? Uh, have, you, have you heard about HR one? HR isn't HR one the articles of impeachment? 
No, no, no. It, it's the first order of business. It's not necessarily the first thing the new Democratic <laughs> Congress will do, but they wanted to stress the importance of their intention to do so. Yeah. And H.R. 1, prepared by and for the incoming Democratic majority of the House, uh, it outlines a whole bunch of ethics reforms for the conduct of president of, of political candidates and public officials. Outstanding. It also, it also makes some election reforms. Uh, trying to open up elections uh, and, and voter registration and that sort of thing on a national scale. Uh, and they obviously, with uh, a Republican Senate and a Republican president at this point, are have a, a tough fight ahead of them, but they believe that with support of the American people, they can make some of these ethics changes and some of these uh, public conduct and public election changes uh, that need to be made and and I think it's uh, noteworthy that uh, that's uh, one of the highest priorities of the incoming Congress and it, it goes directly to your point that we must make sure that this never fucking happens again <laughs> yeah see it's always a good time when uh, when we get uh, Buzz Burbank to say the F word thank you I try to save it just for the right <laughs> moment I think I think I nailed it today. What do you think? Oh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Look, oh, yeah, I just noticed the time, too. We're way, way late for a break. We're going to take one last break. Oh, my. Wrap up the show right after these fucking words. You can't always get a clean you can feel good about inside and out unless you're using Bubble Genius Bath and Body Products. See, Bubble Genius is a woman-owned small business proudly creating our vegan-friendly products in America and supporting other U.S. businesses by buying our ingredients and supplies from them as often as possible. Plus, you'll be hard-pressed to find packaging as recyclable as ours. Visit BubbleGenius.com and check out our cause-related items, too, like our global warming soap and a lot more. We donate our proceeds for those items to worthy causes, like organizations combating climate change and mountaintop removal mining. Good stuff like that. We also send our products to the troops overseas through our Buy a Soldier a Shower campaign. Because the least we can do is keep them smiling and smelling great, right? So visit BubbleGenius.com and feel good and clean. Bubble Genius, doing our part to make the world a better place, one bathtub at a time. That's BubbleGenius.com. Bob Seska. is the Bob Seska Show, presented by BubbleGenius.com. Alright, welcome back to today's show. It's our Tuesday show with the great Buzz Burbank. Um, you're planning on a- avoiding all of the insane retail stores, and if you missed the after party on Friday, you missed my epic story of trying to buy a goddamn Christmas tree without any goddamn lights embedded in the goddamn branches. Everyone's loving my tragic, tragic story. I don't know quite how to take that. But if you're planning on uh, avoiding all of that crap by shopping online uh, this year, make sure to use our Amazon link just beneath the logo at bobsuska.com. Using our link will take you to the front page of Amazon where you shop as normal. But because you used our link, we receive a small commission on some of your purchases. Meanwhile, you can also use our Chris Lavoie banded masculine link beneath the logo to shop for man-scented candles for all of the guys on your list. 
And don't miss Chris's all-new spiked eggnog-scented candle. Thank you for shopping through our Amazon link for the holidays. And uh, get going. What are you waiting for? All right. Yeah, and don't forget, they have the seven-foot. They'll deliver a seven-foot Christmas tree to your house. That's exactly right. I I can't believe that that's actually a thing, but it's really a thing. I don't know if it's (laughs) going to be delivered by drone, but uh, (laughs) hopefully those of you looking for artificial Christmas trees do not experience the same tragic, tragic story as I did. Um, I even have sound effects for that. I mean, I recorded the sound of what it was it's, like for me it's to. Now, to, yeah, it's, I, al- it's already a holiday classic. <laughs> it really, really is. I'm going to have to retell the story every year. It's going to be like the reading of the Twas the Night Before Christmas. You know what? Maybe what I'll do is next year I'll tr- just transcribe it and then you can read it dramatically using your. <laughs> like Rachel, like Rachel reading a court <laughs> That's transcript. Right. Sure. Exactly right. It'll be the new uh, edition of Bagman, except it'll be my story about having to buy a fucking bag for the artificial tree that I wanted to buy because they didn't have any goddamn empty boxes at a goddamn big box store. So that, yeah, I mean... Put your eye out, kid. That's right. It's a terrible, terrible story, and, and you can hear it only on the uh, the after party <laughs> on our Patreon page, patreon.com slash Show. All right. Um, so, we still don't have any news about uh, Mike Flynn. <laughs> Bob checks watch. Yeah. Oh, shit. I'm just, like, stalling. You know what? Yeah. This, this it, is bullshit. It is bullshit. This is bullshit. Thank you, Flynn. <laughs> the course of references is that that character on Breaking Bad, uh, uh, Walter White Jr., wanted to be referred to as Flynn on the show. So, every time every time I hear Flynn mentioned, I think of Walter White Jr. You know what? <laughs> this, this is bullshit. This is... It's bullshit. It's too much fun. All right, uh, moving along here. So uh, Mueller's wrapping up loose ends. We should have yes. some sort of uh, information here anytime now about Mike Flynn and the new <laughs> information. Foot. Yeah, right. Uh, boy, my my knee is. But be- I have this habit of when when things get really exciting, my knee bounces up and down. And boy, it's it's working overtime now. You can attach a uh, an electric wire to it. I can power a small town with it at this point. Uh, my, my energy is kinetic. I, I carry. Stress. I never I have stress in my shoulders, but my legs, especially like my calves and my feet, uh, when I'm excited, when I'm doing the show, uh, yeah. uh, when I'm doing a lot of the, the, the muscles uh, clench up. Oh yeah, and they just they just lock and and then I have to remind myself to relax them. You know, <laughs> okay, you can let go now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what str- always stresses me out is when, of course, Donald Trump could pop in at any minute and start bugging me. Bob, yes, Bob. Oh, shut up, Mr. President. Bob, no, no, Bob, get, Bob. go away. Go away. He's going to want your help and advice, that's for sure. What happened is, uh, you know, we have this sound of him saying, Bob. But, you know, now we have a new sound of him saying, Jim. Jim. He's screaming, <laughs> Jim. My brother is, is named Jim, and my brother Jim <laughs> always listens to this show while he's oh, at. Oh, how nice. Literally at the gym. Jim. So, so Jim is at the. Jim. And he. <laughs> so, like at Thanksgiving and stuff, you can't really talk to your dad about these things, but you can talk to Jim. <laughs> that's right. I can talk that's to Jim. Very- See, that's good. That's a good thing. That's exactly. a good thing. Yeah. yeah, it's a great thing. It's a great, great, great thing. And you know where this comes from, though? Uh, that uh-huh. that, uh, that outfit called Now This. They always put videos yes. up on yes. social media. Uh-huh. I had never noticed this, and I pride myself <laughs> in noticing weird Trump things. This is a supercut of all the times Donald Trump has, for some reason, attacked a random guy named Jim. This is 100% real. Jim Smith said that Donald Trump is a bad guy. 
Jim Smith, you've done a hell of a lousy job. Jim, I'm sorry, you're fired. Get out of here. Jim, you're fired. Get out. What? Jim, you're fired. Out. Get out. Jim, I'm sorry to tell you, you're fired. Get out of here. Oh. Jim, get the hell out of here. You're fired. Hey, Jim. Jim, sorry to do this. You're fired. Get out of here, Jim. Get out. You're fired. Get Jim. your ass out of here. He hates guys named Jim. Jim, you're fired. Out. Get out. Get out. Jim, you're fired. Get out of here. Get out. Jim, you're fired. Out. All right. Jim. <laughs> Jim. Jim. Oh, my God. And we don't know if he's talking about Jim Smith, the animator who did the Ren and Stimpy show, yeah. or Jim Smith, the British author, illustrator, and designer. We just don't know. Maybe he's talking about Jim Smith, the Indiana politician, or oh the God. politician in Nebraska who's also named uh, Jim Smith, or the one in Nova Scotia who shares the same name. It's just no way of knowing Jim. which Jim Smith he's talking how, about. There. How the fuck did you know all of those Jim Smith references? Jim! Uh, well, I, that is I, amazing. It's, it's, I got this computer, and you can get Wikipedia on it. That's amazing. And uh, why? While, while uh, Trump was calling out Jims and Jim Smiths, I was saying, well, let's just Google Jim Smith and see who the hell it is. Um, you know what? I just did the thing that I hate the most, which is, uh, you know, the other the other day I tweeted about Jen Kirkman, my, one of my favorite uh-huh. stand-up comics, uh, Jen Kirkman. Of course. And Jen Kirkman uh, always posts these videos in which she starts out the video not noticing that there's a camera and then turning to the camera and saying, oh, hi, I didn't see you there. And of course, it's all staged, and that's the uh, idea. Yeah. Yeah, I, I a, love the gag. I love that. Gag. It's ironically stupid and uh-huh. and it's endlessly funny. But I posted one of those videos and someone ends up in the comments going, "Who is Jen Kirkman?" And I you know, I want to say to I'm not Google. You have access to a universe right. of information. I Go know, use I that. <laughs> Avail every, yourselves of the- every great once in a while a listener and it'll be maybe even somebody that I kind of know you know that yeah. I've really kind of gotten to know at least uh, on in the online sense over a number of years right and uh, so the, these people are certainly not strangers to me but every once in a while one of them will ask a question that's uh, you know it's like you said go 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 look some you know go look this up somewhere else or <laughs> You know, uh, well, I'll make a reference to it. Well, this. Well, what do you mean by that? Well, you know, uh, what I want to say is, if if you'd listen to the show, you'd know. <laughs> yeah, so it's, it can be a little frustrating. Jim. All right. Well, uh, that that's gonna about do it. I really tried to delay as long as I could, even by going for the uh, the Jim supercut. Jim. Jim, and so uh, we're gonna have to wrap it up here, Jim. Because uh, well, it was just—it's now an hour, seventeen minutes I'm, in, and I, I'm out of silly stories anyway. So <laughs> it's probably time to go. Yeah. Well, we've got a lot more to talk about, and we're gonna do all of that on our post-boredom show. That's found at our Patreon page, Patreon.com/slash Bob Seska Show. By the way, I mean, we've got all kinds of bonus content that that happens there. All kinds of stuff uh-huh. that you don't hear for free on the on the usual Tuesday, Thursday free shows. Uh, plus, we've got our interview show. Tomorrow, I'm going to be interviewing uh, Mark Hughes from Forbes.com. We're going to be talking about all kinds of fun nerd movie stuff uh, just in time for the holiday movie uh, releases coming up and, uh, and a lot more. Plus, you can hear uh, the ultimate edition of this show, which is a commercial-free version of what you've just heard that has the uh, postmortem show tacked on to the end of, end of it as we record it. 
Give the gift of the Bob Seska show for the holidays. Yeah, exactly right. And so not only do you get all that bonus content, but now we've got one of the fastest growing, one of the most vibrant communities of listeners of any podcast out there. You can go to the community tab on our Patreon page and post your own things for everyone to comment on in addition to the posts that come from the show. Uh, So go and do that. That's a lot of fun. You can do that by starting out at $1 a month. It's almost nothing. $1. You won't. You won't even notice, right, Buzz? I mean, it's just uh, a dollar a month coming out of uh, your account. Luck. That's twelve dollars a year, or I think it. I think it about to about twelve cents per show. If you want to break it right down to that. So uh, just sign up for $1 a month and you have access to the community. Then you can think about uh, upgrading to $5 a month, which will get you the post-mortem show. $10 a month will get you the post-mortem show and the after party. $15 a month will get you the ultimate edition of the show, plus the post-mortem show and the after party. Thank you for your support. And you know what? I, I got to thank all of our people who have gone above and beyond the $15 level with additional uh, donations higher than that, which is kind of amazing. And I don't have time to name them all by by name. But we'll talk about it on the post-mortem show. How about that? As soon as this music is done, I'll uh, give credit where credit is due and and thank all of our 15-plus dollar-a-month subscribers over on Patreon. All right. Buzz Burbank is found at buzzburbank.com, also on iTunes and Stitcher and SoundCloud. Take care. Bye-bye.